0: thank you. I, I just want to thank my sponsor for Karen, who's going to be speaking. Uh, thanks for asking me to do this. I appreciate, um, being able to participate in my sobriety today. I have a state of one, um, that I'm, you know, it's fine. It's a miracle and it's a gift from my higher power that I'm able to even, uh, enjoy life without the constant thought of like what I'm going to put into my body. So, um, having five years sober, I, I never would have imagined. Um, um, I really didn't know, you know, I don't like, it wasn't really thinking about any of this until about five minutes ago or 10 minutes ago where I'm like, Oh, um, but basically a, a quick version of my story is that, um, I, uh, the first time I drank, I got drunk and I blacked out and I was 14 years old and I was sick and I couldn't wait to do it again. And I, So I, I, um, I drank from the time I was 14, um, until, until I stopped at 34, there was plenty of times in between that I, um, would quit on my own and, uh, it would work for a period of time and, um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I was able to go places or enjoy life, uh, without the thought of wishing that I was a part of, or, um, I never had a fully, uh, uh, like a sense of peace. Um, and I was confused by the second step. I remember when I got to AA, I was very confused by the second step because, uh, I don't think that I ever really knew what sanity was. I never, I don't ever remember not obsessing about, um, things. And then when I found alcohol and, uh, alcohol and pill form, I mean, it just was on. Um, You know, I grew up with this like double life. I had, uh, my dad got sober when I was, um, I forget exactly, but he's got 33 years. And so, um, he got sober when, well, about seven or eight, when I was about seven or eight years old. And, um, so I had this side where I was, uh, going to AA meetings as a child and, um, I remember the praying of the hands at the end of the meetings, and I remember them saying the same things over and over. I had no idea once I got to Alcoholics Anonymous what this actually was about and what it, I, I just didn't, I had no clue. I knew though that um, my dad was sober and he didn't drink, and I remember when he did, and I knew that he was uh, really pretty happy, and, um, but I was not going to be anything like him. And, um, on the other side, I had, uh, my mom's side who was, she was married to an alcoholic and, um, that liked to party. And so, uh, what was acceptable on one side was not acceptable on the other side. And, um, so I kind of had a double life growing up and, uh, rather just extremely dysfunctional on one side and, um, oddly normal on the other, uh, as a child, you know, I grew up, uh, being a, uh, survivor of abuse and just just it was just you know um a lot and and tragedy young and but when I turned about 18 and found um hard stuff I had a lot of fun with that and then I met a guy and I you know I uh cleaned my act up and alcohol was you know uh acceptable and so I quit all that stuff and I um did what was you know, uh, except what I figured was the next indicated step, which was to get married and have kids. And, um, I remember I did stop drinking for about three years back when I was, uh, 21, I had a very bad experience. And I remember, um, just that just being done. I was like, there's no way I, I'm not, I'm done. And I had quit for three years and I was uh, with just on my own. And, and so, um, I had a daughter and we're on our way um, to Hawaii and we're on the plane and I remember my, my husband at the time saying, uh, you know, he was drinking and I was like watching him drink and I was, uh, very inside, very like wanting to drink. And and he looked at me and goes, you can drink, you just have to control it. And that was it. There goes another decade of, um, uh, switching between alcohol and, um, you know, pills are part of my story and I was never fully sober, but, um. I would stop drinking alcohol, or I'd stop doing pills. And, um, the bottom line is, is I ended up uh, one last time. I left my ex-husband and ended up in Alcoholics Anonymous two and a half months later, at the age of 34, um, one uh, in July of uh, 2014. And um, it's not my sobriety date, but I did get into AA, and I, uh, you know, I started to uh, work some steps and how to sponsor and do certain things and then um and that worked doing just like the bare minimum for almost six months and i um without any uh thought uh beforehand or any um being able to pause or like thinking of calling a sponsor you know something was offered to me and that was it i was like sure you know and uh i did i picked up right where i left off and so you know, that makes my sobriety date one, 1 15. And, um, even then, you know, for me my sobriety hasn't been, uh, I didn't come into Alcoholics Anonymous and say, I'm totally into this and these people know what they're talking about. And I'm going to do it just like they say to do it. Um, for me, it was, uh, finding loopholes, doing the bare minimum. I always had every excuse as to why I couldn't open the big book. Um, I got into a relationship. I had, you know, I was going through a divorce at the time. So I had 50% custody of my kids. So I had lots of really good excuses. And, um, you know, my sponsor that I had at the time, she basically, I fired her. I just stopped calling her because, you know, she told me that I was too smart for this program. And, um, so I was good. And, you know, my way always seemed to work. I always had a way out. Like I always could figure out how to get myself out of whatever it was I was, um, going through or I could get what I wanted, you know, and, um, for me, you know, I, at two and a half years sober, I lost every single thing I, um, I loved, I, I, my fiance committed suicide. We were living together. My kids, um, my ex-husband took me back to court, took temporary custody for, of my kids. I lost my house, worked from home. So I lost my job. The car I drove didn't belong to me. It belonged to the, the fiance's family company. So that was gone. And I just remember like thinking, um, that, uh, I couldn't get myself out of it. I was miserable. I didn't have any, I didn't know how to feel any differently than the way I felt. And that I had, I tried everything and I couldn't bring someone back to life. And, um, and I couldn't, uh, change. There's nothing I could do. I mean, I, um, so I begged that sponsor nine days after he had passed away. I you know, had been to court already for my kids and I begged that woman to be my sponsor. Um, and I was just, I was done. I, w- I, I, I was done. I knew that, um, well, I knew she had something that I didn't have and that was peace of mind. And, um, she seemed relatively, uh, peaceful and happy and sober. And, uh, I just wanted to not hurt and I wanted to not hurt, uh, and feel empty, and um, so I just did what she said, and I, that's from working the steps every single week, figuring out how to get there without a car, uh, not having a place to live for about four months, couch surfing, uh, and you know, uh, for some reason, you know, that was back in uh, July of 2017, and for some reason today, you know, there's been a lot of changes going on. Uh, around me and in my life. And, uh, this last, you know, i have lost my job. I'm an independent contractor. So I lost my job. I'm not considered an essential worker and, um, just things have not, they haven't been going in the steady way that I am normal to. And it's been, uh, it's been, a, it's been definitely like learning and trying to just, uh, it's been told to me being flexible and, uh, being, uh, willing, you know, really, I've just been asking God over and over, help me be kind, help me be positive, help me, uh, stay humble. And, um, you know, that's what I've been working on for myself. Uh, it's not a matter of, I don't really think about drinking today. I do, uh, there's other things going on and, um, and all the same things the steps apply to to exactly where I'm at in life today. And I'm, I just am so, it's like the fact that I even can be happy for someone else. Um, that, the fact that like, you know, today is mother's day and I I went over to my family's house and I wanted to be there and they wanted me there. And, um, my brother who's been trying to have a baby for three years and they have had failed IVF and I walk in and, um, you know, surprise. Like I'm the last one there and he's got a shirt on that says his wife is pregnant. And I, my emotion was that I, I lost it. Like I cried these like grateful, happy, like tears that like, I couldn't, I was so happy and I've never been happy for anyone when they I, I I don't ever remember feeling genuine, like happiness for someone else. Like that's like, You know, it's not all about me. Although my world, it's all about me. Most of the time I have to remember that I to think of others, you know, and um yeah, and I'm just grateful for my sponsor I have today, you know, like even that is all been in God's hands, you know, um praying and 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 just giving it up, you know, that's the crux of this thing. There's 42 stories in the back of the book to show the reader how, how each of those alcoholics established a relationship with a higher power. And, um, so to me, that seems really important. I, my life is not what it was when I walked in. I'm not the person I was when I walked in. And, um, I just, you know, I'm just so truly grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I've worked the 12 steps. I, um, I work with other alcoholics. I, um, know I pray I try to be of service in whatever way I can and um, I'll be really grateful when things can go back to uh, the way that they they were before we're doing meetings like this Um, that being said I'm just you know I'm grateful I can you know suit up and show up today so um, I don't know if that's 10 minutes but that's basically it that's all I got thank you thank you so